Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to the Fast Analysis Podcast. I'm here with my friend and colleague, um, AK. AK, you're welcome to the show yet again. Thank you, Moshe. It is always a pleasure. Uh, it's Thank good you. to have you once again. And a lot of things have happened in the football world in the past couple of, couple of weeks. I'll be dissecting a couple of them. And um, I'm sure we don't have a lot of time to do that. But there's the big, big issues, uh, which is the Super League. And of course, the special one again got axed yet again in another club. Is it really, really the special one? I think on this note, we can kick off uh, the fans' analysis podcast. Is just Mourinho still the special one? Well, um, I, I guess Mourinho lost the thing that make us, made us like him in the first place. He was that kind of coach with charisma. He came. Remember his press conference where he declared himself the special one and um, his st- style of football where it would be difficult for you to um, score. If he, if he scores a goal, it's difficult for you to come back. And uh, he, 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 there was something charming about him all those years. Then over time, I felt he... I'm a fan of Mourinho, like you know. I'm a fan of Mourinho. I feel he wins at all costs. I'm a fan of coaches that win. They try to win no matter how. They don't depend on, say, I'll play this kind of football to win. They win any way they want to. Yeah, so... So, <laughs> so um, I believe he lost that thing that was special about him. I believe he, he went away from that. He, he became bitter, sort of, from his last job at united you could see he kept on throwing players under the bus never taking uh, responsibility for 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 losing it's always the players fault it's never Mourinho's fault and when he said there was a statement he made about luke shaw against the match i think it's everton mind you everton and he, luke shaw actually played very well in that match and he came out and said he was um the one luke shaw was playing with he, luke shaw's body but Mourinho's brain. You understand? Statements like that should not be heard from a coach. Like he was used, playing a video game, Luxor was he was controlling Luxor with his control pad. What how do you give players like that confidence? And he at at sports, if you could see from his press conference, he things are things just went south. We saw this sack coming. Everybody saw it coming. I just, just didn't expect it to be before the Carabao Cup final. But I saw the sack coming, and I believe you did also. So it's, it's, he, he dug his own grave. And is, is football gradually leaving Jose Mourinho? Is his style becoming outdated or something? Uh, yes, in a way. But you also see that. Is this the Jose Mourinho we used to know? Can you score Jose Mourinho three goals and come back from And you expect, like, the, remember the game against West Ham? He scored three goals and West Ham came back and they drew the match 3-3. As that a matter of fact, record. Tottenham have dropped 20 points from winning position this season under Jose Mourinho. That's, um, that's not Jose Mourinho. That's, that's, not, that, that's that, not the Jose Mourinho we know. You understand? So, so that's my point. That's my point. You, there, There's something odd about this Jose Mourinho. There's something that is not Mourinho about this Mourinho. So he... I think he should go and he should take a break. He should take it. Pep did it after his, his things with Bayern Munich. He took a break and came back. Jose Mourinho needs like a one-year break. Jose Mourinho spent over a year after he left Man United before he took the sports job or more. 
So you could say that was the time he was using to recharge his batteries and all that. <laughs> but he, he had, became worse. He had quality players at sports. In that department, he has arguably the best striker in the world. And one of yes about, about, about the best defenders in the league. So, and then, unfortunately, results weren't going his way with the quality of players he had. He had, he had a transfer window to work with, right? At least he yes. signed a, a, a couple of players. Again, like you said, I didn't expect that he'd be sacked um, just before a Carabao Cup final. It's never a good decision. You yes. need a whole lot of motivation for those players to go and um, play the Carabao Cup final and all that. Uh, what next for Jose Mourinho? Well, I believe he needs to... He's a good coach. He's a fantastic coach. One of the best coaches we've seen in the world of football. I, I, he, there's still something there. He still has it in there. Me, if I was Jose Mourinho, selfishly, I'll go to a club like PSG. But uh, as we see, Pochettino is doing well so far. I'll go to a club like PSG and just gather trophies. Because if he wants to take a challenge, it will be difficult for him. He should just uh, avoid that challenge stuff. You want to go to a team that is struggling. I, going to because I can hear you. I also think um, the modern clubs these days want to play with flair, more flair, rather than being pragmatic. And I read an article written by he's on Athletic, I think written by one of these famous uh, sport journalists saying just moving. Yeah, yeah, yes. Mm. I think he said just Mourinho actually destroyed no he didn't use the word destroyed but that's what it means destroyed the the culture in the in sports the footballing culture and i think he's known for that even i think even at my united bringing in new things the way he does his things the way he you know overhauled the team and you know the communication culture in the in the in the club Trying to, either he's not, he's hardly ever diplomatic and all that. Dude, were, it wasn't obvious that he had major issue with any player. But again, you wouldn't know if the players are actually playing for him or they actually really like his style of play. There's, there's something I noticed after he was sacked. Um, only two players have come out so far to, to, to. How, how do I call it? To, the first, to talk more like him. Okay. Yes, like, wish him well yeah. in the future, so, kind of. Wish him well, and it's that's Hurricane and Homing Son. Okay. And those are his best players throughout the state. So yeah. there's something ahead. There's something there. There's actually something there. But no player so far has come out to say yes. We enjoyed playing under you. We wish you the best in the future. Nobody has come out. And there's something I wanted us to discuss last week, but let me just chip it in. In terms of this, do you think um, players? Uh, trophies. For example, when Jose Mourinho came to United, he won two trophies. That is the Carabao Cup and the Europa Europa League. And recently, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came in, came out to say, trophies. Sometimes winning trophies like that doesn't really mean you've improved. Doesn't mean your team has gone further. It just means at that moment you are good at the cup and you want trophies. That your your consistency over time in the league. We get you, like for example, say Liverpool. When your game club came, they didn't just win trophies. You saw a certain consistency. They got to the Champions League final, they lost. Sorry, they got to the Europa League final, they lost. They got to the Champions League final, they lost. 
they, they, they now won the Champions League before they won the Premier League. There was this certain, certain type of consistency. So there's this argument that football is just let's win trophies. Like the that's the Mourinho style. Let's just win trophies. And there's this other there's this other counter argument that no, you have to build a team in a way that it becomes sustainable. That after a while you tend to win trophies. The trophies just come. You know, I don't know whether you get me. Yeah, I. The trophies I'm just a... come. So so, so, so the Mourinho model, I don't think is sustainable. To be sincere, uh, I don't think it is because he just wants to win trophies and win trophies and. You can't do that now. You just can't. When there are a lot of things, teams competing, there are a lot of teams that, that that have the ability to go to the market and buy players. You understand? So he should just go and reevaluate. I believe he's a very. We know he's a very smart guy, and we know that he has the ability to play footballs where his teams can score a lot of goals. So he needs to reevaluate himself and come back, or if he's a tro- since he's a trophy monster, he should go to a team like PSG get the best players and keep winning trophies so um assuming jose Mourinho uh won the carabao cup and still got sacked will you see him as a success at sports the thing is i doubt if he had won the car if he wins the car if he had won the carabao cup he was going to get sacked because can you remember the last time sports won a trophy i think that was in 2000 or the Carling Cup at that time. Then, then the Carling Cup, you understand? So, I still believe he, they would have given him a little more time. Well, I thought they would have given him a little bit more time, but I still remember Southampton playing the FA Cup final. I, I think, is it mm-hmm. the, the FA Cup final or Carabao Cup final and then ended its position and still sacked their coach that same season. I think the uh, final, I think against Man United, either the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup final. Sorry, yeah, it was the Carabao Cup. Okay, I think they lost, they, they lost close, they lost, they lost to Mourinho. 3 2. And then they ended the season eighth position. And then they, 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 they sacked their coach. Well, like I said, he, he got to the Carabao, I think he got to the Carabao Cup final in January. Yes, and since then the, the team the team just went downhill. They are, what I'm seeing in this sport is because when he came, if you watch that documentary they did with Amazon Prime, when he came, one of his first statements he made was he had a very good squad. He told the players that he had a very good squad, better than the squad he he had with United. I don't know if you could remember that statement. He told the players in the, in their in the they were having the, yes in a room. He told them that. This squad is better than the team he had with Man United. He just them. To sign them. So, yeah, maybe it was a way to cheer them up. To call him saying he's the same Mourinho. He has succeeded in other clubs, but this is the same coach, but different players. Yes, you see, you know, statements like that. He contrad- keeps on contradicting statement, contradicting himself. He keeps on, keeps on. In fact, I believe, like I said, he needs to go and chill. Take a vacation, go to a, a Caribbean country, chill on the beach, awesome. have fun, and come back. <laughs> then you come back and 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 exact. You are a good guy. You you are a good coach. You understand? Let's not take that away from him. He's a fantastic coach. He has done it with teams that we didn't even expect he would do them with. So he is a good guy. He should just go, chill out, come back with a bang, and let's take a big team. I don't because. 
there's nothing like challenge anymore. We like we talk well, like we are seeing now in football. Take a big team and win trophies with them and start pad and just let your CV. You'll be one of the best coaches with the, with the highest trophy trophy cabinet in the world. So, so do your thing, uh, man. He's a brilliant guy. Um, I'm itching to talk about the Super League, but before I go in, I'll ask you about your thoughts on what Paul Pogba said about Mourinho. Do you agree with him? Should he be saying that? Well, I, I'm i a Mourinho fan, and sort of, I won't say I'm totally a Mourinho fan. There are some aspects of Mourinho I like. But, and I'm also a Popova fan in a way, because, but the truth is, Popova is a big personality. Mourinho is also a big personality. It was a war of who is the bigger personality. And Popova just felt, imagine, okay, look at the, I think the timing of the release of that interview was strategic. They had to beat Mourinho first. It's because it was immediately after the match. Abi, yeah. Yes, it was immediately after the match. Uh-huh. They had to beat Mourinho first. Yes, yeah, some things he was not supposed to say then, but he was asked the question and he felt the need to answer. I don't think since after he had the issues with Mourinho, he has said anything in I don't think he has said anything about the whole situation, but he came out and he said a lot of which, yes, it, it must hurt Mourinho a little bit, but we know Mourinho, he can say worse than that. So it was a game of who is the, who is the baddest? <laughs> oh, how will I put it? <laughs> who can, who can say the worst thing about, because I think during his, when Mourinho was in, at United, there was a time he termed Pope, he termed a player a virus. And everybody knew he was talking about Paul Pogba. I don't know whether you can remember. I remember. <laughs> so Pogba, yeah, Pogba used the opportunity to say a lot of things, but he shouldn't have. But like, it's a game. It's a dirty game, and both of them they they don't mind. And Mourinho has said a lot. Gradu- so Pogba just felt Gradu- Gradu- had come out to say, "Hey, you can say whatever you want to say as a player, but just go into the field and prove yourself." I'm pro- yes, Play that's another semi final. Score two goals, score a hat trick, provide assist. Like, go ahead and prove yourself so that the coach can even apologize to you for treating you somehow or for benching you. Just go ahead and prove yourself. Paul Pogba has he been really consistent at my United. Moshu, there's, there's one thing we should notice we started watching football in, in early at our earlier ages, and we saw players like Patrick Vieira, players like um Paul Schools, Roy King, these personalities, no matter they were big personalities in the dressing room. You can't you can't take that away from them. But they were giving him performances game in, game out. These guys had issues. For example, Roy King had issues with Faggy, but he was always giving out his 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 his, his, his he was always playing great football week in, week out. He hardly had a bad game. We expect all of us expected that from Pogba. Yeah, a big personality. Show us on the pitch. Do do the thing for the team. Take the team on your back. I can count the number of times Pogba has actually put on a brilliant performance. In, he has spent how many years at United? Now he came in 2016 years. This is fifth year, as in his the time he came back. This is fifth year, and I've, I can I can actually count the number of times he has put on. A very good and, and while counting, you not, won't exhaust not, your fingers. I, I won't. Not talking about how his his agent always comes out to berate the club. You understand? So 
Well, he has the right to say whatever he wants to say, but the truth is, in on a United perspective, I believe Jose Mourinho has done more for United than Paul Pogba. <laughs> let me let me just leave it at that. Okay. Let me just leave it at that. So now to the to the Super League. That's the big issue. Gary Neville has branded uh, joke. Bakari Sagna has said um he probably wouldn't watch football again. <laughs> Mesutozi said kids grow up see, wanting to see their their football club win the Champions League, win the World Cup and all that. Mm. But however, Patrick Bamford said it's unfortunate that if um, if these things affect their pockets, that's when they come out to say a whole lot of things. The issue about racism that they haven't come out sternly to to threaten or to warn about. But since this now affects their pockets, they are coming out hard against against clubs and against teams. Of course, dissenting or diverging uh, opinions about this uh, super league. Um, it's really interesting time in football and people even describe it as a civil war in football <laughs> what's your take on this um this super league thing first first and foremost i can say from based on my understanding both both things both both sides of the divide those for it and those against it are just to me they are just being hypocritical in the sense that yes these big teams most of them have mismanaged funds especially during the pandemic most of them mismanaged funds they have debts for example matching madrid have a debt of 500 500 million pounds barcelona one one about one billion you understand so most of them just felt yes this is an opportunity it's a selfish thing no doubt this is an opportunity for us to recoup our 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 money back and damn damn the smaller teams we don't care about the smaller teams they can go to hell for all we care but we the bigger guys we 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 want to use this opportunity to recoup fund because just for participation you get uh, uh 350 yeah, million just for participation the whole package if you win the competition you get at, at almost more than a billion or so that's probably aside many other so, things that would come on the side outside many other because there are a lot of they, they did their homework these guys their homework, they are big boys but let's let's point out something most of these guys most of these big boys in this thing they don't really love football woodward what does woodward do woodward, what does he even care joel glazer of man united he doesn't even know in 2019 i read an article where he said he doesn't even know what an offside room is you understand uh, uh, who, who are we talking about? Stan Kroenke, uh, Abramovich, yes. Stan Kroenke, the Americans. What they care about is the American football and baseball and what have you. Abramovich, to an extent, though I heard Chelsea and um, Man City, we are, uh, they, they joined in because other big clubs we are joining. But look at it, these are big boys. They, 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 when their teams are in debt, they just pump money inside. The Qataris and uh, the Russian oligarchs, they just pour money inside and and feel everything will be all right. When uh, Man City were in trouble, they had to they had to allegedly bribe UEFA. You remember when they had their FFP issues yes. of last season? Where they yes, yes. So things like that. These guys don't really care. All they want is money. But now we as fans, how are we going to enjoy the game? There's no way we can enjoy the game. Imagine watching 
uh, Barcelona, Madrid almost every time. Watching Liverpool, Mario, what, things like that. Because I heard the, the, the tw- there will be 20 teams and they'll be divided into two groups. The truth is, it will not be fun. fun. I want to see Sheffield United defeat Man United. That is what I grew up watching, enjoying. That is how I grew up enjoying football. Sheffield United defeating Man United. Uh, West Brom defeating Arsenal. And all that, all those surprise defeats. Not the one that uh, will always be watching um, uh, uh, Madrid playing Man City every time. Tom may argue that Where does it gives you opportunity to watch big big games week in week out. And ideally, basically, if you if you sit down on a weekend and you have to choose between probably West Ham versus Sheffield and or Man United versus Man City, ideally we already know which one you pick. So people say you get opportunity to watch those big games. And you know it more tend to be more interesting and all that. But the thing is, when you, you it gets tiring, you know it gets tired. It will get definitely get tiring. You you're not expecting anything. Will 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 Chelsea defeating Man City be a surprise to you or the other way around? It will never be. There is apart from the financial aspect of football, there is passion. We me, me I started watching football because I had passion for it. As in, there was this satisfaction it gives me that I can't really explain. You understand? It's my own form of high, <laughs> in a way. I, I, I've always enjoyed the game. But that is one side of the whole thing. This UEFA and FIFA that keeps coming out to talk about a lot of things. We know one of the corrupt organizations in the world is FIFA. Yeah. UEFA have collected money from all these so-called big boys just to let things slide. When when people when teams like when uh, again this podcast this podcast is a public podcast we shouldn't make um, claims that we cannot necessarily defend so let's be careful with the words we use uh, order thank you okay allegedly thank you <laughs> so 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 the thing is like Jogging Jogin Club said uh, most of these guys are they they've made money. People like Gary Neville, yes, he enjoys the game. He's he's a Man U fan. He's a legend and all that. Sky Sports, this is not a claim. Now this is a confirmed thing. During the pandemic, Sky Sports brought out a whole pay per view thing. I don't know whether you heard about it. And we are collecting sixteen pounds from poor people. You understand? Just to, for them to be able to watch West Ham, for example, West Ham Sheffield United. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So all of most most of them are, 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 are actually selfish in their own way. It's all about money. The game has changed. It's not the game we used to love. You hardly see someone not leaving his club, say, saying, "I'm staying for this club because, for example, now the players, I'm staying at this club because I have passion for playing for this club." No, most of them want to go for money. Now it's, the whole thing yeah. is sports. On the other way, money. on the other and, way around too, when the clubs see the opportunity to make money from a player, whether he's willing to go or not, most times they just sell him off. Yes, yeah, so the thing now is all, of, all about money. So all of them shouting passion for the game and this thing. They also have their fault. We let these things happen. When they bought Man City and they started winning the whole trophies in England, these things would have been regulated from the onset. But no, because it's giving money to the whole league. Nobody talked about it. Nobody cared. Now, down to... I agree with someone like Patrick Bamford. Have we seen... Uh, now, they want to ban players for playing for their national teams have we seen that stand against racism no we've not 
uh, Moshud. We've not seen that stance against racism. But do you want to ban players because these players, no, we stand, these players are under contract. They sign contracts to play for this club. So whatever the club asks them to do is what they are supposed to do. But I also told my, I was, I was, I'm in a WhatsApp group where I told my guys that the, the power, power to stop this whole thing is with the players. I don't know whether you agree with me. Again, but you just said these this players thing. signed a contract. Yes, 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 yes. I know. Within a period of yes. time. But the pa- okay, the power is also with with them in the sense that these guys, they can if they had a union. If okay, let's put it this way: you can't sack the whole twenty-three players, can you? No. You can't. <laughs> If they take a stand, you can't sack them. Well, on, they can stop it, but I don't know if they will. You understand? They can, but that doesn't mean they will. But I just hope it plays out for the best of us, the fans. All those who are saying football, football is dead. Yes, to an extent, uh, we can say that that whole thing that made us love the game is... But change, change is the most constant thing in life. At the end of the day, the wisest man of them all is Asewenga. <laughs> Why did he say so? <laughs> Asewenga warned about this thing 10 years ago. More than 10 years ago. Yeah. In 2009. He, he spoke about it and nobody listened to him. You understand? He kept on hammering on it. Nobody listened to him. But now we are seeing it. Jorgen Klopp spoke about it last season or two seasons ago. Now we are seeing it. The thing is, the man, as far as I'm concerned, the managers are in a tight corner. Because this executive just threw them under the bus. Imagine uh, Agnelli, uh, not Agnelli, Seferin, the UEFA president, said a few days ago he spoke to Woodward and um, Agnelli of Juventus, that is the, exec- the chief executive of Juventus. He spoke to both of them and there was, he, they assured him that everything was fine. There was no hint at all. <laughs> But not for him to come and see it on the news that this and this, they've established another league. So, I don't believe it's the death of football. But I also don't agree that... I also don't agree with this league. I just... Let's just... Uh, let's, just uh, let's just continue how we are enjoying uh, this game. We enjoy the game, yes. on the sport a bit. Mm. If you are only going to social, you probably... And you probably do not like the idea and your club at Woodward or whoever is in charge is ready to you know to lead this and is ready to make the club part of it and the journalist accosts you to ask you your take on this what would be your response i will take the thomas thomas tuchel route you heard what thomas tuchel said now he said he expects his club to do the right thing <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, because I am sure, I am sure Social will not be a, a, the kind of person he is. I don't expect him to be in support. In fact, I don't expect any manager to be in support of this, especially managers that have played the game. I don't think any of them will be in support of it. So, apparently, but, most of them have been trying to stand on the fence or be diplomatic. Because I, I read that Klopp was like, oh, not a bad idea. But again, he would want to see... <laughs> He was saying it's not necessarily a good idea, but again, he would want to see West Ham play. He's, 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 he's just been safe. He's just because his team, he, uh, Liverpool and Man United, have been a champion for this whole Super League thing. 
but the biggest the biggest culprit in the whole thing let me not tell him a culprit the biggest advocate sorry for using that word the biggest advocate for this whole thing is Fiorentino Perez of Real Madrid yes He's the one standing up, giving the press conferences. He's the one on the forefront. And people are saying and we probably know, he's even more powerful than the UEFA and FIFA presidents. We know that now. He's, he has been the Madrid president for a while. He, he, he has a lot of power. He has a lot of... He's the one that gathered all these guys. He knew who to talk to. He knew where to go to. And he, he has gotten sponsors. There are a lot of people ready to... Sp- JP Morgan are sponsoring the league. And... The money they will make from it is, is 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 like more than triple the money they've ever made from Champions League. And most of these guys want money. They want to pay off their debt. You understand? So they will definitely go for it. Imagine a team like Arsenal that have never won the Champions League or sports that have never won the Champions League. Yeah, you don't have to lose it as an opportunity. They saw it as an opportunity for their various teams to 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 make a lot of money and they don't care they actually don't care but at the end of the day the, the fans will suffer for it because it's these same fans that will pay for yeah we are, one way we are rounding up we are rounding up um in one minute what's your advice to the players and fans that are fans that actually do not have the choice it's what they display for them that they would they will just end up picking up or can they take any decision to take changes can they decide to not watch these games or decide not to subscribe to these TV stations and all that. What can the fans do? I know again within the there are also divergent views. But what's your take? What's your advice to the fans? And at the end of okay, at at the end of the day, the the this the game is for the fans. You understand? The fans make this whole thing happen. We've seen how teams have faltered due to the pandemic. Fans not being able to be in the stadium. And I've seen a lot of fans protesting around their various stadiums. My United, even my United MP in the UK Parliament have sent a letter to, sorry, Manchester MPs have sent letters to Man City and Man United. They are part of the fans. You understand? So they have, they can, they can do this. They can boycott a lot of things. We enjoy the game and all, but they have to just risk boycotting a lot of things because if nobody's there to watch these football games these people are not going to make money but like it's easier said than done i hope i just hope and pray that they'll find an agreement where both parties will benefit that is just what i pray for because i can't imagine a world where we don't we won't be able to watch football anymore it would be a bad thing for all of us because this game has this game means a lot lot to all of us it's a game we grew up watching and it's a game we want to keep watching. It's a game we want our children to watch. So I just hope the fans will be able to take a stand because most of them are opposed to this thing. So let them take a stand and I, let them continue protesting. Let them continue doing what they are doing. And at the end of the day, I feel they will reach a consensus. UEFA, FIFA and the so-called Super League teams will reach a consensus and it will be beneficial to everybody. I pray so. Oh, so thank you very much for your... Mm. always insightful analysis and all we've been talking about uh, the uh, the super league uh the florentino perez the decisions the reactions from analysts from coaches from fans and we also touched base with uh with the recent sack of um the special one jose Mourinho. what next for him it's been a very very amazing uh session 
Uh, the discussion can always continue on our, on our social media platforms. You can follow me on Twitter, Moshud PM, and my colleague. Abdul, Abdul Sufha, underscore Sufyan. Also follow us on Domi Runners on Twitter, Runners. on Facebook. We we'll always um, publish our podcast out there and you can always react to it. And again, thank you very much for your analysis. And for me, Moshud, he's uh, my colleague. Abdul Karim Sufyan. So, have a fantastic week ahead. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.